What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 111 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. One, one, one. My name is Robin. Alongside me, the person you just heard uh, displaying his knowledge of numbers, Joe. Hey, guys. Ooh, the soft voice now after the... We're, uh, we're in ASMR channel now. Uh, it is Master's Week. Do you, so, do you know what ASMR is? We're going to do this entire podcast mess, in a very serene voice that lets you know that this is one of the most prestigious disc golf events in all the country. The azaleas are blooming, the grass is green, and we're playing disc golf in Santa Cruz at De La Viega. I don't know that I can really do that with my voice. That kind of hurts my voice to talk uh, quietly. Also, I heard like azaleas are like, uh, they just drop hella shit. Is that true? Uh, no. They're not like. Well, they, I mean, when their flowers finish, yeah. The, the yeah, they're drop. like kind of jerk trees. Like, oh, we're going to just blow loads Let's, all over your yard. Azaleas are <laughs> definitely bushes. <laughs> oh, I guess I was thinking of a different tree. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're. They're flowering. They bloom in spring. Very common. Uh, the, the Masters in Augusta is known for its azaleas and rhododendrons, which are very similar species. Oh, those are more bushes? Yeah, bushes. They they uh, have very large blooms on them and, and come out in springtime. They're kind of- Cool. A, let's not talk about that anymore. signature part of the, Neat, the tournament. Oh, um, sorry. I couldn't keep up the, the, the nice, calm voice. Uh, I've never been able to. I was- uh, Fun fact- when I would go to like sleepovers in like elementary school, uh, parents of my friends would always come out and be like, Joe, if you don't stop, I'm going to send you home every single time. I'm not surprised. I'm just a loud person. Not surprised. Now, if, if, we, my were, world. if we were actually to do it for uh, De La Viega in the Masters Cup, it would be slightly different. It would be like, welcome, everyone, to this year's 2018 Masters. The poison oak is everywhere. And that's it. I guess I would work on like my like uh, low volume like scream like welcome. <laughs> no, that's not that's not a thing. But yeah, oh, it's a one hundred percent a thing. But yeah, Dela, you don't listen to enough metal. Dela has no uh, blooming azaleas uh, or rhododendrons, but it does have a ton of poison oak, and uh, it's got that oak for sure. Yeah, a lot of lot of that, and a lot of roots and a lot of dirt, and uh, the final round will be played on the golf course. So, yeah. so that you'll get that green yeah. green grass in there. But uh, it's Masters Week. We're excited. Um, I met a dude the other day. I didn't even, I didn't even tell you this. Oh, um, congr- <clears throat> congratulations. Was, uh, uh, is, do you have an announcement? Is I, this no, no, no. A, I, a new life I, change? Uh, or? My neighbor rents out her garage to a gentleman who is the uh, manager of wine, getting less of wine Country Cycles in town. Oh, okay. And he does like bike repairs out of that garage. Uh-huh. And I was chatting with him. He moved here from Santa Cruz uh-huh. and played De La a ton mm-hmm. and uh, says that he knows Nate Doss. Wow. So I think I'm best friends with him now and, and by proxy, sounds, best friends with Nate Doss. Sounds like you're more than friends. Friend of the show. Yeah. Friends of the show, <laughs> but always exciting. We love uh, the the week leading up to the Masters Cup because one, we're gonna get video coverage of the best golfers in the world playing one of the most difficult. And courses. Simon is playing there. I'm uh, so pumped because we didn't, we haven't had. I want to say two years of Simon for some reason. Yeah, I think you're right. 
he was hurt and then he didn't make it for another one or something. So. But you'll get some fun shots. There are some holes that really play to Simon's strengths, and uh, we'll we'll get to see some some great, you know, crazy Simon shots, for sure. Hurt. So, but we'll we'll get further in depth on the Masters Cup in, in a little bit later in the show. Uh, we've got a great show for you. We're gonna cover the Masters Cup. We're gonna give picks from the Masters Cup. We're gonna talk about some discs that were released this week. So we've got uh, the the Jeremy Colling signature Thunderbirds that released, and then uh, Discmania released their FD2, their retooled FD2. So we'll we'll talk about that too. And uh, we've got our Raptor Roast segment where we take calls from our listeners, play them on the show, and uh, pick them apart for all their inaccuracies. That number is 707-939-5476. Or we just celebrate them. We do. We do. One or the but, other. But mostly the first just, part. Just depends on, on how it goes. But uh, if you want to call in our Raptor range, give us a call. 707-939-5476. We'll play it on the show and uh, have a good time with you. And then we have our world-famous deer review. And tonight we're going to review the Latitude 64 Explorer. And we're going to pair that with Modern Times outside worlds which is an 8.5 percent double india paleo all right before we roll into all this stuff i i have to say something about germ birds oh that we let's get right into them um this at the side actually nothing to do with the new germ birds so if you've been listening for a while you will know that uh on my birthday we played glen eagles in san francisco and I did this real cool thing where I was like, I can throw my disc over a mountain. And by mountain, I mean the tallest tree on the course. Yes. Um, and then quickly threw my favorite, probably my favorite, maybe not a favorite disc, but one of my favorite discs, a beautiful, beautiful 17, like pink with like blue rim, beautiful germ bird uh, into like the highest part of said highest tree. It was a cypress. Yeah. You know, in case you're. Like cypress hill? Kind of, yeah. I mean, they're both referring to a tree that is called a cypress. One, you know, is a hill that has cypress. I assume. And well, uh, you're so right now you're assuming you actually don't know. <laughs> you just made that crazy accusation. I mean, why else assumption. would you call a place Cypress Hill if it wasn't a hill that had cypress on it? Because it might be like the name of a street. No, it's still that street would likely be a street going up a hill with cypress on it. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I, it's probably true. Anyways, <laughs> um, and I think I've said on this podcast multiple times how disappointed I am in disc golf karma and how many discs I have returned with never getting a call. I got a call. I guess within ten minutes of us leaving Taylor, dude rolled through. Wasn't I guess not an actual like local UFO, but went to like the local guys and was like, "Hey, do you know this dude?" And I'm happy that uh, our local players know who I am enough to be like, oh, yeah, we know that guy. Anyways, almost six months later, somehow my germ bird came back to me, not even through like phone calls, like through people handing discs off to other people Mm -hmm. to get back to me. Yeah. And I got my germ bird back. My favorite part is uh, Marty, who got it back for me, who we've talked about before on the show, uh, was like, yeah, like, uh, you know, definitely got some wear on it. They probably threw it some. Like, it's all scratched up. Like, oh, no, I did all of that. Yeah. Like, I threw that thing a lot. I'm stoked. I'm happy for you. That's always good uh, when 
when uh, discs get returned to their rightful owner. I mean, I wish I hadn't spent like sixty dollars on dollar disc golf auctions replacing said germ birds, but it's all good. Yeah, and then uh, the the new twenty eighteen germ birds just dropped this last week, and uh, <laughs> yep. we bought too many of those. So yep. Joe, Joe and I have this policy with each other when these discs that we know that both of us want. Like, we, and we know they were they will sell out quickly. Yeah, we're we're both you know we have jobs and children. We're busy, and you know we never know whether one or the other person is able to jump on it and get these discs when they release. So we just kind of uh, default to well, I'm going to get discs for Joe too. And now twice in a row <laughs> this year with both uh, the Sexton Firebirds that released and now the Germbirds. Uh, we both at the same time without talking to each other ordered uh, enough for each of us so we double ordered on in both cases <laughs> yeah and you would think we would have learned after the firebird so the the to, to just bird, shoot like a like quick you like, got you got two yeah and i ordered six <laughs> and they were like oh that was silly no we both ordered four i think no you only got two and oh, i that's got right. six yeah. and that's how we ended up with eight yeah and then germ birds dropped and we both instantly ordered four each. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't need to get six. That was silly last time. I'll just get four. And then you got four also. <laughs> and uh, we have eight germ birds on the way. Yep. So uh, we're excited about that. But I I love my germ bird. So. No, I love it. I throw a germ bird so much. Um, yeah. And we, we last time we turned them over to some... Uh, podcast listeners that that uh, didn't manage to get Firebird. So, and this also is probably a jerk thing to say. And by jerk thing, I mean um, I am not good at throwing. I'll blame it more on me than anyone else. I want a fresh Jernberg because I need something a little more stable. <laughs> <coughs> and that's me, not the disc. That's me, just like they're pretty overstable. They are, but I think the two that I threw, I mean, the one that I just got back, I threw a ton, and the newer one that I got, I instantly threw a ton, mm-hmm. um, and I've beat them in a little bit, so I'm stoked to have new, fresh ones that are $20 each rather than yeah. trying to get them on auction for like 30 Yeah. And they're going to be beefcakes, I'm sure. I hope so. I, I would be stoked, though, if, they, if you talked about like, iterations of Sexy Birds. If they were a little less stable and like super glidey, hmm. I so because no, I already have fire or thunderbirds that do that. I would much rather it, that it just be, be beefcake, true to form, and and be overstable like the other ones. I guess that's true. If it, well, I don't know. I'm gonna love them regardless. It, and the stamp is so rad. here's like the reason we like the germ birds is because they're more overstable than the standard thunderbirds. Now I do have a, like I have a, a a jolly launcher thunderbird that is pretty overstable. Um. A, a champion plastic one um, that is pretty close to some of the germ birds, but that's the reason we like them because it's kind of like a well, bridge that's the thing. Like I have, I have two champs that are less stale than germ birds, and yeah. that's why I only carry germ birds. Because I'm like at this point, I'm like, if I want a less stable one, I'll throw a second round FD. Yeah, well, and then you know I bag I bag a G Star Thunderbird, right? Which is I, like a totally different, and I bag a, beautiful Thunderbird, a Glow Thunderbird, and uh, and then a, a Germbird. So I I have several different different uh, Thunderbirds rolling around in the bag. But plus but, we we've talked about it too like functionality is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, beauty of a disc 
adds value as well for the bag. Yeah, and the stamp looks good. I really yeah, like. Totally. I like the look of it. So I'm excited to see uh, the like the the blends that we get. Yeah, I some of them like they looked really pretty. They're like that gold kind of color on there, but that is like death in our area. We we got brown season rapidly approaching us here. I know that golden grass that we get here as it dries out. Well, and that's the other disc that we just bought a whole bunch of. Yeah. Yeah. Had a, a few different colors that I'm I did. Still kinda I down did for order gold. a gold one. I'm still super down for gold. Yeah. So I ordered a, a gold. And what's that disc? A gold one with a black stamp. So that should be. Pretty and what's sick. that disc? Uh, the Discmania FD2. They're retooled FD2, which in theory is supposed to be their uh, attempt at the second run FD. But they the numbers they gave it are closer to like a T Bird three. It's an eight speed. Uh, four glide zero fade two uh or sorry zero turn two fade so it's it's kind of like a faster uh faster than their fd um not as much glide and you know fairly similar fade that sounds good but i'll tell you right now the second round fd has the glide oh it does yeah absolutely it has the glide I'll be very interested to see how they square up. Uh, one with the second run FD, and then two with T Bird threes. Um, that yeah, that'd be both discs I have in my bag. So if the FD two is going to go in, one of those. You have an Octo Hall. You don't gotta. You gotta drop stuff Listen, out of your bag. You you're know, fine. It, it's one of those things. That's Listen, just, take one putter out, and you can add an extra driver. I in. need all those putters. We need them. No, you don't. <laughs> It's funny. So I play with I. I, uh, I don't even think I said it on this. I said it on the pre-show. Um, I played with John Child today. Um, a local. I think he's an open player. He's definitely an open player. Yeah, he is. And uh, he has a pound bag. And I was like, oh, I got an octo hall on the way. He's like, so if we play again, can you carry some discs for me? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was rad. I was like, "No, I need all. Those. No, I need all no, the space. I, I need to that fit space. all my discs. Like and there, beer. there are days where I'm like, hmm, where can I fit the beer so that I can use the other side of the octo hall for more discs? <laughs> it's it really is. It's just like you you know like a person will take up as much space as you give them. You give me a bag that holds 35 discs, I'm going to put 35 that was, discs. That in. was my mom growing up. She was like, if I make them more food, they'll eat it all. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, I, hell, yes, we will. I, I can't. I have no self-control in that aspect and very little other aspects of my life either, but especially with discs. There's just none chance. Like, you give me the ability to carry 30-plus discs, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. And I'm going to make up excuses as to why, like, oh, I have to review discs for the podcast, so I, I put these extra ones in so that I can check them out and throw them on the course, and then I don't throw them on the course. <laughs> They're there anyway. Listen, but if this, like, very certain situation that yeah, exactly. happens once in a blue moon comes about, you want to have the disc to take care of it. Yeah, of like, course. Like a 113-gram Sidewinder. <laughs> You probably will need that at some point. I can't wait to see what that what I can do with that. It's gonna be the dumbest thing ever. Oh, I think So speaking about John Child, awesome. He's an end of a sponsored player. Nicest dude ever. I played a round with him today. Uh I went out and played uh tags, uh handicap tags in our area. And I told him, you know, that I work with kids for a living and we're trying to get kids in disc golf and he's like, Oh, come here, I got some discs. Open his trunk and gave me like, I don't know, eight or nine 122 and under 
DX Sidewinders. Aren't they? They weren't DX. Those were champion, weren't they? Well, I think ours are. The other ones are. I'm pretty. Oh, sure those the other DX. ones are DX. Okay, because <clears throat> the one you know. handed me was champion for sure. Yeah, but it's like weird, like super well, yeah, lightweight yeah. champion. Like who knows what? It, like yeah. yeah, they're just silly, silly, silly lightweight. I said it on our on our pre-show. We do a uh, a pre-show uh, to this one for our Patreon subscribers. So if you want to check that out, go to Patreon.com/slash/TheDiscGolfPodcast, and uh, for you know a dollar per episode, you get access to our disc golf pre-show where we uh, just go all kinds of nuts. If you thought the regular show was was uh, kooky enough, we we get a lot crazier there. So uh, check it out. But um, I it literally feels like a paper plate. Like it, like it, it's ridiculous. It is light. so it just. It does not feel right. Like you, you feel like you're being tricked, which you kind of are. So yeah. So uh, the funny part was, I was like, "Well," he was like, "Listen, you're gonna put one of these in your bag, and that's okay." I was like, <laughs> "Okay, as long as you understand, and you're not gonna like feel bad when it turns out that I threw one of these and it didn't go straight to the kids." And he's like, "You know, you never know when you're like." Uh, on a knee backwards and you need to throw something with a hyzer and have it go directly right. Like I get it. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't even, I, I think I'm going to have to like fan grip it and throw it as though I was trying to lay up a Nova from 80 feet. I think this is for the day that we decide to play a left-handed round. Maybe. Yeah. That, that could be it too. You know, I, I've actually done uh, some, some left, at least left-handed uh, safari throwing, uh, one day with my brother where we we kind of uh we were on a hike and we did it that way um it was anheuser city i was flexing the crap out of out of everything yeah it was bad real bad but anyways we got some very silly plies but it'll be great for the kids and that's awesome that he was just like yeah let's figure it out and he was super open to maybe do something at the club and get innova behind it <clears throat> super rad dude it was really nice to play with him um dude nails it like i think pretty much once he started going if he was inside the circle he hit like every putt i i wish that was right my life. right there were times where he was like further back than me and i'm like well i mean i'm i don't know if i'm gonna hit this putt and then he drains it i'm like and i miss mine <laughs> rad <laughs> sweet <laughs> yeah Great. Yeah, and there were multiple times that we another like, twenty-four foot miss. Nice going, Rob. Right, that we drove and like we got to our like disc, and I was like, "Somebody's closer." <laughs> All pumped up on myself, and then he would drain like the twenty-eight footer, and I'm like at like nineteen and clank it. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit!" That is such an awful feeling, dude. It's the worst. It's the worst. I drove so well today, like better than having super long. And my putt, which has been like probably the most consistent part of my game for a while, was just trash. That that's the part that hurts the most. Yeah, but the, the, I kept my tag. Yeah, <laughs> everyone who came out to tags is a fun story. Everyone who came out to tags kept their same exact tag. Everybody played to exactly their tag level. That works. I'm sure you're fine with that, given how you thought your round. Oh was. no, totally. I played like yeah. crap, and I was totally fine with that. Had I played how I did like two weeks ago, I would have gotten the number one tag from John. But that's fine. Yeah. Well, that's how it goes. Yep. But th- those uh, good driving, bad putting rounds just 
just kill you. You probably don't even care or want to hear about it because because I had one of those rounds and still played relatively well with you. Yeah, it happens. But uh, but I drove what should have been like a six or seven under round and it shot two under because I just clanked putts yeah. left and right. Yeah, it happens. So it was it was super gross. But uh, it now for you. I, I think you know the answer for me, but in terms of the germ birds and the FD2s, obviously the germ birds are way higher profile in terms of the, the disc itself. Um, and then the FD2s are a little bit, you know, not as many disc mania throwers out there. I'm personally more excited about the FD2. What, where do you stand on it? I'm honestly pumped about both. I think I'm, I think I'm honestly equal. Um, if there is something that can... If it throws like my second run FD, uh-huh. and I can put that way too expensive disc on a shelf for like when I really want it, yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah, um, but I still like it so much, and I've like built a rapport with that disc. Like yeah. I don't see myself taking it out. Um, and germ birds, like I said, I'm ready to get a nice fresh one in and have that stability. Like I could see myself pulling my current germ bird for a new one right away. So I guess germ bird, I'm more pumped on. Yeah, um, but that's the, what I thought you'd go. But the thought that the FD two uh, will be in line with the second run FD is a pretty amazing thought. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I throw. I, I don't know. I guess it depends on the day, to be honest. It was super windy at Crane, so I threw the germ bird a ton. But when it's not windy, um, I would throw the second round FD way more. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They're, they are – the way I throw them are, are pretty darn similar. I just know the germ bird goes further. Yeah. So when I need to get it out further, I, that's where I go – and when I need to check up a little bit sooner, I'll go second round FD. So I mean, they're both great. I'm I'm stoked on both. I actually I do like that, like the silver and gold or whatever colors for the FD two, even mm-hmm. though they'll get lost in our shit. Yeah, I do like that thought of the colors. And, and I'm, it's it's shimmer S line, right? Is the plastic right? And I like that. I like so, that. Like I I feel like my issue with the shimmer uh, star plastic and the shimmer S line plastic is I feel like they're just tricking us into, like, a slightly higher-grade G-Star. Like, all the shimmer discs that I've held have been not quite as stiff. And so my issue is, like, one of the big things about the second-run FD is that it's this this extremely dense, extremely hard plastic that is very stiff. And if they're going to give us these kind of, like, soft shimmer star ones, I just kind of... I hope... I'm really hoping it's as overstable as they... With that said, I had a Shimmer Star Destroyer mm-hmm. that we sent to Panda. Yeah. And I had a Shimmer Star Thunderbird, which I still might have. Really? That uh. are beef. Okay. Like... That's what I'm hoping for. Beef. I'm hoping that, that it's it's something that is uh, fairly stable. Um, obviously not like FD3 stable or Firebird or Thunderbird stable, but I, I want a, a nice counterpart that doesn't necessarily have to be exactly like a second run FD, but that's what the people want. And, and that's what I want. If it's, if it's not like that, like, I don't know. 
I don't know how it would fit in my bag. Yeah. If, if it's not that, because if it's if it's more stable than that, it's a Thunderbird. Uh huh. And if it's less stable than that, it's like an, a regular a, FD or a T Bird three or or T Bird three, which I don't carry. And if and it was if it was a T Bird three, I'd be fine with that. I'll I, take a step I don't back. know what I'd bag if it randomly is like low FD world. Yeah, that would be rad. I I hope, but it, I don't expect. I hope that's it's what it more is. stable than that. No, it should be. I want it to be second run. So that that would be my hope. But we'll see. Uh, and we'll see. Like maybe they'll make FDs again. <laughs> God, they keep telling us like it was supposed to be May, um, and we're running out of days in May. We're halfway through the month already. So um, yeah, I guess Germbirds I'm most stoked. FD twos sound cool, but I've got my second run, and um, when more like clean FDs drop, I'll probably get more just straight up FDs. Yeah. We yeah. just need a stockpile. We just need we need like fifteen S line. I guess that's really all I need, unless actual glows roll again, which I doubt will ever happen. Well, I don't think we'll ever get a run of glow FDs that are like the ones that that we love. Um, you know that. So that I guess the FD twos. I guess here's the thing. Second run FDs are immortal. They don't beat in. They don't get even lightweight. They're extremely overstable. Whereas an FD two, these new runs probably over time will become closer to like glow FDs. Yeah, maybe first run glow yeah. FDs. I could see that. I could see them. Yeah, I could see layering them in and them being super rad. Um, but at the same time, I think we need a stockpile of like twenty max weight S lines, fresh S lines, just in here, <laughs> just just to be safe. For over I time. got a few in there that that are unthrown that are ready to go. Yeah. So. We can get to that. <clears throat> and I guess, like, there's also Craves, which are not that far off either. No, no. The Axiom Crave is a great, great kind of counterpart for that, too. Uh, there's, there, the the disc golf world is is clamoring to, to get that fairway driver that everyone loves. There's a lot of people trying to make the, the FD out there in the world. And, well, and the, the disc we're reviewing tonight is one of them, you know? Yeah. It's an attempt at, at that sort yeah, of range. the FD, like... So the F. So just just step back one more time for the FD. That uh, if you've been listening for a long time, you know I was a I wasn't a hater. I just didn't love the FD. Um, and just through time, I've realized that the glide of an FD is unparalleled. Yeah, it really is. Like I, I mean, that's thrown, the main part of it. I haven't thrown anything that I'm just like. Oh, it just keeps going straight, except for a comet. But that's a whole different type of disc. Yeah, in a different throwing range. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean the the glide is what what makes it, you know, so popular. So people are looking for that, and they're also looking for the straight flight. You know, that's the the big part of it too. So, but I mean, we're gonna review the Explorer on this this episode later on in the in the show, and that's a you know seven speed disc, five glide. That's that's. What it's supposed to be, zero turn, two fade. Those are very, very close to those numbers. So we'll Yeah. We'll get to that part of it later in the show. Are you ready to talk Masters Cup? Yes. We had we've talked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk Masters. Yeah. So uh the the Masters Cup in Santa Cruz. So Santa Cruz Masters Cup presented by Innova in the Serene Forest of Santa Cruz. Overlooking at, the at ocean. Daler Valergus. 
De La Viega. That's what I meant. Yeah, nice nice work. Or De La. So this is the, the classic uh, course. Uh, you, you If you paid did attention you, to disc golf, you, you've seen it many a time. Have you? I've never seen I really hope it's always been this, and it, I don't know. Do you see the email for like the TD? Uh, yeah. Beingcool at gmail.com. I'm very sorry, uh, Braden Coolidge, because we just said your email address on the podcast. He's the TD. It's on PDGA. It's not like it's like a not public. Well, listen, our listeners are a special breed of crazy, and they're probably sending him some inappropriate content right now. So, Listen, it could have been Coolidge at gmail.com. <laughs> he obviously was like, being cool at gmail.com. He knew what's up. <laughs> It's it's everywhere. Wouldn't Don't, it be great if it was like an AOL email address too? Like being cool at e- at AOL. Um, I had to call a plumber today for the Boys and Girls Club, um, and they're like, "Oh yeah, so send like the paperwork over to our website." And it was blah 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 plumbing at yahoo.com. Like, come on guys, come on, <laughs> come on people. Listen, nobody has that on Gmail. Like, you just shift over to Gmail. Like, it's a million times cleaner to have it <laughs> Gmail than Yahoo. With that said. Um, my wife and my parents both have Hotmail. Yeah. Our friend Maddie still has an AOL. Still has an AOL, yeah. And he was a kid, like, in college uh, and for us because we're old. Like, that, is AOL is like, still a website? Like, this is if like, we go to AOL.com? This is, like, 2000, is 2005, and he would still, like, dial up into AOL from his desktop in his room. Oh, God. Like, he just didn't connect straight to the internet through his, like, browser, like... He would rip through AOL to like be on the internet. <sighs> Goose. Just just all kinds of awful. Next next he's gonna try and send us a fax. Those still exist. I don't understand that. I don't People either. like uh, please fax us the blah blah. I was like, Can I can I can, email can it to I you? Email it to you? Oh well, well that was the thing. So that was the same thing. The same plumber was like, You can fax it or email. I was like yeah, I'm gonna email that to you. <laughs> yeah. And like, all right, it's blah 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 at yahoo.com. It's like, come on, guys. Come on, come on. All right, so back to the Masters Cup, Santa Cruz, California. Classic course, one of the the most difficult courses in all of disc golf, and certainly in in California. Uh, this course in in its tournament format, uh, I believe it plays uh, 24 holes. Right, or is it 21 that they play in the in the tournament format? I forget. There's twenty set. There's twenty seven, twenty eight holes in. I think twenty four sounds right. I think they, they. I think they cut out those ones after exactly. like after the they do. the shack. Yeah, and then just go straight up the hill. So twenty four is um, right. But it, extremely difficult course. Very uh, very punishing. There's a lot of rollaways. You know, uh, they call it getting daylight because there's these roots everywhere. Hard ground. The discs don't tend to to stay. There's canyons, straight up cliffs, yeah. straight up cliffs and canyons all over the place. Very, very uh, challenging course. Very long. There's there's bomber holes. There's technical short holes. There's uh, there's well, it's old school too. So there are no on the main course. Anyways, I don't know about the the ball golf course. Everything is a par three. Yeah, which is insane. On a couple of the holes, this specifically I five uh, is just nearly impossible to three for uh for most most players but uh and and twos there's only a few of them ever recorded i mean they happen i think there's only one on video yeah and and they're they're basically like skipping approach shots 
You know, they're not. They, oh, yeah. It's very rarely. Yeah, no, one, no one's lining up uh, inside the circle putt. Yeah. <laughs> for an easy that two. Or, that or, you know, a long putt, like a Ricky Wysocki putt, which is an approach shot for everyone else. Right. Um, right, right. And there's multiple there's multiple holes that uh, should be par fours. Like I-5 should be a par five. Yeah. Um, it is an awesome, crazy, beautiful course. Even hole one in that high position yep. is a very, very difficult three. Mm-hmm. And then hole two in that long position is a very, very difficult three. I mean, it, people have learned. Hole that, four yeah. is super difficult. Exactly. So, I mean, the the course is just extremely difficult at, in, at all its levels. And uh, there's, you know, harsh conditions in terms of the, the ground play. You're going to get a lot of rolls. You're going to get a lot of skips. Um, and then there's roots that kind of make uh, give a little bit of of um, you know variability to it, so it's there's unpredictable. Like Four hundred foot tunnel shots. Yeah, and uh, so it it's just one of our classic courses, and we get to see a couple of rounds there. So the first two rounds of the uh, Masters Cup are on the actual De La Disc Golf Course, and then the third round is on the De La Viega Golf Course. So. Uh, a temporary course that gets set up on the golf course, which is right next to, uh, you know, on the same property. So we'll we'll get to see that, and that's been the format for the last few years. I'm not the biggest fan. I've I've harped about it in the past that that I you know I'd rather I, I'm fine with the golf course being part of it, but I'd rather see round two at the golf course and and have the the winner be able to walk off Ditto. on top of the world, um, you know, hole hole 27 of of uh, De La Viega. And Yo, you didn't tell my boys playing. Sorry, what? I'm not paying attention. You didn't, you didn't tell uh, Manabu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there. That's so but rad. I, I really just think that the the champion of the Masters Cup should be able to stand at the at the bottom of top of the, of the top of the world hole and be able to walk off a winner there rather than on a golf course. So I know it's easier to film on the golf course. I know all those the 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 pros for for doing it, but I I still think that you know this. This tournament's been around for a long time, and it it should you should be able to win on that course. One hundred percent. It's so it is. I really don't like this English, but I think proper English is an historic course. Yeah. Even though like a historic sounds way better. Yeah, it does. Um, it's a big deal course. It is. It it slaughters you. I mean, I I I've had I think. My best round on on the full course is like seven over, and that's a fantastic. And round. I you I come out of there. I felt like I just like conquered the Slated world. Slated dragon, yeah. <laughs> and like, and I've I've had rounds there where I threw like twenty eight over par. You know, <laughs> just just like oh yeah, Ugh. oh yeah. No, it. Uh, <laughs> and you're exhausted. I mean, I mean, legit. A hole can destroy your entire round. Yeah, you can you can take. A headless snowman on almost any hole in that course. Yeah, yeah, you can, and yeah. get poison oak. Uh, also that, also that, definitely lots of poison oak. Lots, of, and that's the only hazard too. There's not like a whole bunch of blackberry or anything. There's no like mean bushes really. There's just poison oak that'll destroy your life. Yeah, pretty much. I'm so pumped. So uh, we've got you know the a great slate of of pros for this one. 
Uh, it's a national tour event, so of course everybody will be there, and we'll have, uh, I assume, I, I believe there will be Jomez, and I know there will be CCDG coverage because there always oh, is. Oh, yeah, this is CCDG's um, so, house. So we're going to get a ton. We'll get lead card footage, and we'll get chase card footage, and we'll get FPO footage out of this. We'll have a, a lot of, of great uh, disc golf on, on uh, coming from Santa Cruz, so. It's, it should be fantastic. We're I always look forward to this. Some of the Masters Cup in, Cups in the past are some of my favorite tournaments to go back and, and watch over again. Uh, just overall, the scenery, the the play. Paul Macbeth has some famously awesome rounds at, at De La Viega where he just absolutely crushes the course. By the way, uh, word to the wise, I don't care what card he is on, have footage on Macbeth. Yeah. Didn't he throw like a course record last year and it was like cell phone video? Yep, it was. That's trash. It was. So hopefully we'll 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 won't have that happen again. And but uh it's just one of one of Joe and I's favorite courses. It's absolutely if you make it to uh Central California um, you know, Central Coast or to San Francisco or the South South Bay, whatever. South Bay, yeah. wherever it is. If you're flying into San Francisco and you have a uh, you're a disc golfer, you need to take the hour and a half drive south to Santa Cruz and find a way to play De La Viega. It's an absolute bucket list course. Oh, 100 percent. So uh, there's that. Do you want to you want to cover anything else? You want to do our picks? Can we roll down to FPO? Yeah, for sure. All right, that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to make sure Paige Pierce was there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she can win. <clears throat> uh, as as usual. Let's just let's just stick with it. Let's let's uh, let's do FPO first. Okay. FPO first. All right. I have no idea which one of us was the was. The... I I you didn't have Paul in your top four. Okay. All and right. I think I had him winning. So. All right. It's all you then. Take give give. Uh, are we doing three? Yeah. Let's do three. Okay. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you right now. I'm going to go 3-2-1 exactly what it is. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. So in third place, I'm taking Sarah Hokum. Okay. Uh, in third place, I'm going to take Valerie Jenkins. In second place, I'm going to take Valerie Jenkins. And in second place, I'm going to take Lisa Fakus. Oh, and I'm going to take Paige first. Me too. Yeah. No Hokum with all the trees? No. I, I just I, – I, uh, I really liked what I saw. I watched some – a, a little bit of FBO coverage uh, from from last week, and uh, Fakus was just absolutely nails with the putts and hitting her lines. And I just I feel like I feel like she's you know on fire at the moment. And I uh, I think that also Valerie Jenkins on her on her hubby's you know home course. I, I just I like it. So oh yeah no I I have her in so second for me so so I yes. and, and uh, I'm not I'm not feeling Katrina Allen lately. She's got to no. show us before. Before I can, I can yep. put her in my top three again, and Agreed. I could easily see Hokum coming in second or winning. Uh, but I just, I, I don't know. I just feel like doing All something right. a little How different. How about it? And um, Paige is real good. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, if anything, this would be a, a place where she might struggle, but, uh, but she just has the distance. There's, to, there's enough to make up for on it. That course exactly to make up for it. Yeah. So. You know, on on some of those bigger holes where she's got the the you know a hundred feet of power advantage over her competitors, aside from Katrina. So that's uh 
that's a big big deal on a course like this. All and right. then also, you know, that I believe the FPO plays the golf course too. So that'll be another yeah. one where being able to be a bomber. Yeah, where Paige will will, yeah. will get after it. Okay, so, so um, because I won, I'm going to start in fifth place. <laughs> and pick Nate Doss. Yep. <laughs> Nate Doss, fifth place. All right. You want to give your fourth place? I'm going to take Eagle. You're going to take Eagle? Oh, okay. I am going to take Simon in fourth place. I'm going to take Rick in third place. Rick in third. Man. Um, that's what I wanted to do. You can um, still do it. That's okay. Um, well, I know, but that's going to set us up to... Well, I... No, you, no, it won't. Because, no, all right, I'll, I'll take Ricky Wysocki in third place as well. All right. I, I will take Simon in second place. All right. And I'm taking Eagle in, in second place. And... We're both taking... Paul... Paul shreds this course. Paul shreds this course. Now, granted... So Rick, does Rick. Ricky had that big win. And so does Simon. So, so we'll see. And, uh, and but, you know, I... I can't see how you stray away from those four names on this course. No. And I understand. I mean, except for like number five, Nathan Doss could do whatever he wants. Yeah. This course really tends to, to, uh, sep, you know, separate the cream, uh, and, and have that rise to the top on, on all these difficult holes. These guys find a way. And I, I think that those are the, the best four in the world. And I think you're going to see them end up in some order on top of this tournament. Agreed. So, the other ones, you know, I I like a lot of these players. I, I just don't. I mean, you could scroll down to like the top like twenty five, and everyone there. Yeah, there's just so many holes where having a five hundred foot backhand hyzer is is such a massive advantage over the field on this course that it just it, over the course of several rounds it plays itself out. So, um. I I really think that those those four guys. Well, the other thing ability. too that that they have, and and beyond the the five hundred foot hyzer, which they all have, um, and something that we undersell a lot because they have such great distance. <clears throat> those top four or five guys, and and everyone has the ability, but they consistently have the ability to bang like 50 foot putts yeah which is insane and like i said everyone in the top 25 can hit those but yeah. i would put my money on those top four or three far above everyone yeah. else i think the only reason i put simon towards the back was that he's got that aggressive spin putt um and and this course is one of those courses that will absolutely kill you if you miss a few of those. True, um, but he also has the crazy lines that can put him at yeah. ten feet away. Oh, exactly. To where he doesn't have to worry about that. Yeah, and he has done so many amazing things on this course that two years out, I feel like he's gonna like come for blood. Yeah, I could, I could see it. I, I, I would love to see it. Um, or just like want to bang chicks and hang out, but whatever, <laughs> and drink beer. You know, Simon. Simon's the man of the people. Yep. Oh, by the way, like honorable mention. Scroll down. I assume he's playing, and I didn't. Uh, honorable mention: Greg Barsby. One Gregory Barsby. Uh, roller Ace on four. Even though I don't think his name's actually Gregory. No, it's just Greg. It's just Greg. Double two G's on on the Greg. By the oh, way. Oh yeah. Um, he could he could do sneaky work too. Yeah. Yeah. 
the famous and roller ace on every on like there's just Girthy, Girthy has been has been playing way above his rating uh, in every tournament he's played in this year, and is and has just like we talked about has the ability to park those holes. I mean, that's your sleeper pick right there. God, it's gonna be so awesome. Yeah, I'm so pumped. So such a rad course. Yeah, I could see Garrett Girthy shredding. And we got like locals. I just saw Sias Elmore. Of course, Jeff Faze is playing. Yeah, I'm so pumped. Yeah. It's gonna be great. We we're re- this is one that, you know, being close to us, we really look forward to. This is our one of our favorite tournaments of the year on a course that we love. So, we are partial to it. Horde. All right. Are you ready to uh move on and and do our Raptor Rose segment? I. Uh, yeah, probably I am. Probably. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> so we're gonna do our Raptor Rose, which is our disc golf podcast phone line seven zero seven. 939-5476 where we take your calls whatever you want to talk to us about you can call in and let us know about the ace you just had you can call in and and talk to us about a weirdo you saw us on saw on the course you can do whatever you want just call and leave us a message about disc golf if we like it we'll play it on the show uh and uh, we we may make fun of you but keep in mind if we're not making fun of you we probably didn't like you so we've got several calls to play on this one so we're going to do a few of them here uh, the first one is from one of our uh, listeners, Kurt Conrad. Hey guys, Kurt Conrad from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Just calling to let you know about an ace I had on 5-5 five five of 2018. Cinco de Mayo! It's our friend Matt Hughes' birthday. Yeah, so I mean, he, I, I'm a little disappointed that... How sober he sounds? Yeah, yeah. number one. I feel like there should have been a lot more uh, pomp and circumstance to this call, given the party nature of the day that he. True, aced. but you can look up Kurt Conrad, and you can tell that this is like ace number like fifty, sixty-two. He's like, Ugh. yeah, I made it, made it in the basket my first throw, but oh, I, you know, once again, I hit an ace. All right, we'll just wait. Time it, time it. Uh, does he say yours is coming, Joe? Uh he might. Oh, you've already listened to it, huh? Um, it was hole six at Shaver, also in Cedar Rapids. It's about 265 feet. It's an elevated tee. Uh, the basket is slightly to the right. Uh, you tee off at the top of the hill. The the hole is in the woods, so you've really got to hit your uh, hit the hallway. I threw a forehand. Sh- you always always got to make sure and hit the hallway. Look at he, like he, he his didn't... explanation is so clean that I bet he's such an incredibly clean disc golfer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to make sure you smoothly hit the hallway and it, you also got to hit it hard. Otherwise, you know, you might fade off to one side or the other and that's never good. You got to make sure that runway is clean. You know, get, you know, get off any debris. If you got to shave it off to take care of exactly. it. Exactly. It's very important. And you know, a guy like Kurt Conrad certainly knows how to lay some pipe. With my Opto triple X. Oh, and <laughs> yep. Keep going. <laughs> uh, approved. The ground went into the basket. And that's pretty much all it is. Uh, keep your head up, Joe. Your ace is coming. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> thanks for taking my call. He's like, I, yeah, I just threw this shit in the basket. It's cool. I Joe, love, you could do it someday, maybe. I love all of you guys. Every <laughs> time you guys call in. Kurt, you're fucking <laughs> rad. Well done. I don't want to talk about him anymore. Let's listen to the next one. Oh, uh, that every time when you guys leave that. <laughs> 
basically. 100% I'm the Robin, one that listens to these. 100% Robin is going to get another Ace before I get one. I might. I it's very, 100%. Very well might. It, like, we can put a bet on that. Like, that is going to happen. I mean, I, I'll take me. I like I like my yeah. odds. But uh, every, it, you're basically guaranteed to get on the show if you call in and, and put a jab at Joe after your ace. I will I will play that every time, possibly twice. So, so yes, please do that. All right, we got another call in from our uh, a local guy, uh, Shane Kirby, who uh, also managed to find chains off the tee to this, uh, I guess this week, last week. I don't know. Whatever. We'll see. He also writes... Disgusting up, fan fiction. Long time listener, first time caller. If you play this, Joe probably already interrupted. Anyways, uh Ooh, great- jokes on you, Shane. He managed to contain himself this Keep time. Playing it. Shut up, Shane. <laughs> week of disc golf. Uh, I was working in Concord. Uh a couple days this week. Got to play three new courses. Uh Benicia, Walnut Creek and uh in Concord. I think my favorite one was uh Hillcrest Community Park, little nine holer and Concord, super fun. Had like three moderately wooded holes, two open holes, and four heavily wooded holes, all in like a redwood grove. Calling uh, about hole two. 300. 300 foot, slightly uphill, just enough. Uh, my- Wait, was that was that like a digital issue with the sound, or did he fart? I think his vibrator hit his phone. It must have, because that was that was some strange sound that we got there. So. Either Shane farted, and it it like knocked the phone around, or uh, I feel like Shane would have claimed it. Probably, I, I maybe. All right, let's see where he goes. Put my rock back in my bag and grab my Star TL, and uh, and gave it a heave. First, I thought it was a little too high. Then it uh, flipped up flat and turned just enough for me to say, "Go in." When it started to fade, and sure enough, it came down and smashed lower left side of the chains. Uh, all I could really do, though, at that moment was put my hands on my hips and laugh, because there was not a soul in sight to witness it. All right. It, actually, it didn't actually happen. Thanks, Shane. You're a liar. Yeah. Uh, listen to the next call. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's rough with those solo aces, just because, you know... They're solo aces. And so they're not real. So. They're, they're like cool. Bigfoot, you know. Sure, maybe somebody saw Bigfoot somewhere. But uh, I, uh, I don't know, Shane. This is this not looking good for you. Uh, second ace, first backhand ace, ended a six-year drought. But very bittersweet, very bittersweet. That is all. But, Joe, I think you have to believe him because you'll notice something absent from this ace call. No jab at you. That's why I don't think it actually happened. <laughs> Especially being Cause, Shane. Because he would have, like, euphorically called right afterwards. Oh, yeah. Just being like, you're a piece of shit, Joe. Yeah, that's, You're never going to get an ace. That's I've a 100% Shane move to be like, damn, you still have an ace? Like, I just got my <laughs> second one. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fraudulent. <laughs> Never happened. All right, official judgment, Shane, is that your ace uh, doesn't count or didn't happen. I mean, your first one is probably fine, but that one... Uh, Apparently, that one's witnessed, so, you know, oops. But we have one last call uh, from Caleb in Oregon, who uh, will make that very clear to you right now. 
I'm Caleb from Oregon. Hey guys, this is Caleb from Oregon. Uh, you don't know me, but I just finished listening to you your episode 109, where you guys were reviewing the Doom Bird and you're comparing it to the Sexy Bird and the Germ Bird and the Bird and the other Bird. And I just got to thinking, why isn't it called the Big Bird? I mean, yeah, it's, it's Big Germs, Thunderbird, so why not call it the Big Bird? I mean, already I'm, I'm imagining stamp ideas in my mind. I mean, sure, there's like some lysine and whatever other crap has got to go on, but why not? Pause it. I, I, I'm right there with you. I, Caleb, I 100% am, and I quickly, when the Jeremy Colling Thunderbird came out, there was actually a lot going on in Reddit in like a rare moment that I actually paid attention to Reddit, and there was this big push from I don't know who that said, oh, people call the rock the big bird, which is bullshit. Robin, have you ever heard a single person call a rock a big bird? Maybe. I don't. I don't. I not not very frequently or or that I can remember. No, I don't think that's really a thing. And because like four people said it once doesn't mean it should stay that way. Big Bird makes a million times more sense, but at this point, I've said Jordan so much that I, I'm into it also. Yeah. Also, I could totally see uh, Coling, you know, as as a joke, driving in a Big Bird costume. Like, I... I could see him, like, mocking his face onto Big Bird. I, I could see that, too. I very well may do that right after the show in Photoshop and uh, and put it out there for people to, you know, not care about. But, uh, but Caleb, very good point. I agree, but I guess purists disagree, dum-dums. Um, Possibly also some like Sesame Street trademark issues. Yeah, but if you put the big like in all caps, like it's totally different. Oh, totally, totally. Big bird. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I get it. And and at this point, to be honest, I have I have come to love the term germ bird. Yeah. I did not at first. I was one of the very first. I was right there with you at the beginning being like, why is it not Big Bird? Big Bird makes it like big sexy, big germ, like Big Bird. Perfect. It's a thing. I'm in. And they're like, oh, people call a rock a Big Bird. No one calls it that. <laughs> Nobody does. But anyway. Not anymore. I digress. Yeah. All right. Let's let Caleb uh, continue on here. My other thought after thinking that one was we have too many birds. I don't know what interval is nope. thinking in there. Nope. Yeah. Nope. All right. Now, now you've. Uh, now you're just getting silly. <laughs> you need to quit with that. Uh, well, you know, maybe he's. Maybe Caleb has been partaking in some extracurriculars here. Oh, my favorite football team is scoring too many points. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys need to quit this, that. There's just, there's just too many. So why don't we call it the Thunder Germ? Just let that sink in for a minute. It sounds Thunder very germ. dangerous. When all I think right, about, I got, guys. I don't, this is I'm just a bad person. When I think about like thunder germ, I, I think uh, I, I it sounds like, like a disease, right? It does. Like I I'm like like thinking about uh, germ uh, having like a bad case of diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Oh, no. oh, we had to act it out, huh? Yeah. All right. I had to sound effect it out. Thunder germ does not sound like a good thing. Yeah, I don't thing. like that one. It sounds sounds pretty bad. Uh, There's nothing. You, you can't, probably need some antibiotics for it. 
You can't have too many birds. No, no. That's kind of an end of a thing. Plus, if you, you know, like also flight. There's, birds, there's still there's you know? T bird. There's lots of birds. Like it's kind of a thing. It's kind of a thing. Discs fly through the air. They're they're technically a wing. You know, the bird thing really makes sense. So I, I you know, I'm not going to fault anyone for naming a disc after a bird, and uh, I, you know, because it like makes sense. You'll need to stop like naming like cars after fast things. <laughs> That's ridiculous. There's too many cars named after fast stuff. It's just it's so annoying. <sighs> yeah, can you no. Guys, can don't... you guys stop like uh, putting the names of hops and beers? I'm I'm just gonna. <laughs> can we stop having hop in the name of beers? I'm just gonna guess. Again, na- it has hops in it. Poor Caleb. He's like he's probably like no, Oh Caleb. my god, Joe agreed with me on the first part and now he's just getting shredded. <laughs> Caleb legit, you had great points. Um but like, you know, pump the brakes. Yeah. Cool your head. Just got a, got you you uh you know, it's one of those situations where you gotta quit while you're ahead and you know, you made the, the first couple of shots and maybe you shouldn't have taken the third. Yeah, like you got that big settlement from work, but you don't need to make a jump to conclusions board. <laughs> you went too far. <laughs> Oh, no. oh man! How go many, go see many, Office Space. I was people. gonna say, how many listeners do you think actually got that? <laughs> I hope everyone goes. I do too, but I know they didn't. No, they they had to. They had to. By the way, we need to see Super Troopers again. We do. We totally do. I. I... Uh. By the way, that <laughs> doesn't make it on the podcast. Uh, our local theater now serves beer and wine. Oh, sweet! Now they just need to start uh, playing Super Troopers. I wouldn't be blown away if it, if it happened. That'd be great. If it did, I'm I'm down. I'm there. I'm ready. I am ready for that. All right, that's our, our Raptor Roast segment. Uh, if you want to be on the show, give us a call, 707-939-5476. Again, that's 707-939-5476. I've got a great idea. Uh, maybe just program it into your phone. So, like, when you're on the disc golf course and you see something crazy happen, like some guy hit an ace and he's not wearing pants or... Or uh, you know whatever any any number of things that involve not wearing pants, you can just like pop up in your phone and be like, oh, I got Joe and Robin in contacts seven zero seven nine three nine five four seven six. I'm gonna hit this up and I'm gonna call it in the moment so that we get like the pure emotion of uh, an elation of your ace or uh, you know strange weirdo playing techno and reggae mix from a Bluetooth speaker out loud. Uh, so the whole course can hear it. That sounds horrible. While they're trying to concentrate, that makes my life sad. Yeah, but nonetheless, I, I feel like we get a lot more raw emotion. By the way, if you're into reggae and techno, that's awesome. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Nobody on the disc golf course wants to hear that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but you know, and also the the age old tradition of playing forty ounces to freedom. Uh, on your Bluetooth speaker on a disc golf course, you know we could probably put that one to rest. I'm I'm, I'm all right with that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, give us a call seven zero seven nine three nine five four seven six. We'll play your calls on the show. All right, Joe, you ready to do our deer review? Shit, yeah. All right, it's time for our world-famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight, we have the Latitude 64 Explorer, which is a Speed 7, Glide 5, Turn 0, and Fade 2 fairway driver. 
a, a new one. This is the one we're holding the first round. So this came out this year. Uh, one of the new releases by Latitude 64. And we are pairing it with Modern Times Outside Worlds, which is an 8.5% double India Pale Ale. And this was sent to us by uh, Zach, who Joe met when he was down in San Diego playing Morley Field. Yep, yep. Play with Zach. And... What's his last name? Uh oh. All right, Zach. I'm sorry, Joe. Uh... Literally last name, San Diego Zach. He's rad. Uh, he has a killer forehand. We played lots of rounds. Um, he is somebody who could definitely did and continues to give Ian Anderson a run for his money on Morley Field. Ooh, this is yummy. Oh, it's so good. And he's a beer enthusiast. Uh, I was very happy when he wasn't disgusted by the fact that I was drinking beer at 8 a.m. while playing disc And by golf. 8 a.m., you mean 6.45 a.m., right? Yeah, it was like 7, 7.30. <laughs> it was early. It was super early. Why? Why? It's already morning. Why you got to lie about the time, Joe? Because I don't remember. <laughs> All right, it's been a long day. I'm, just, I'm like running out of gas, I'll be honest. Um, We're almost there. We are almost there. But Zach's there. super rad. He brought his, his, his pup out and... Uh, he just had a killer for like his forehand. Every single time he like let go of it, I was like, "Ooh, oh, never mind." Like you know <laughs> that you know exactly what you're doing. I'm gonna shut up. Um, also had a killer backhand. I was like, "Why are you not throwing more backhand?" But rad dude, beer enthusiast, and sent us beer from San Diego. A beer that I drank a lot in San Diego, and was like, "Well, I don't need to bring any back with me because we get modern times up." Where not, we are, not this one, but we don't get rad modern times, and I was pretty disappointed when I realized that. And he hooked it up. This beer is so good. Yeah, mailed these over, and uh, the packaging was was out of control. Great. He number one, they were sent in very nicely uh, padded packaging and in sealed bags. So, like, if one of the beers had happened to puncture, it wasn't going to destroy the entire package. So, thank you, Zach. We we really appreciate that. Um, and this is this is really good, Joe. Do you want to so you want to talk about the beer first, or do you want to talk about the? Explorer? It is. It's a um, hazy IPA. It's like a juice hazy IPA. Yeah, it's super juicy. It's super juicy with a nice bitter. Um, it's not boozy. It almost is boozy. I can't even explain. It. It's like uh, you get pineapple. You get like citrus fruit. Um. I feel like it's what juice IPAs want to be, where it's still like eight and a half, and it's a beautiful, like, hoppy double IPA, but it has all the juice intact, too, so it's not like this super fruity, juicy IPA that's like 6%. Like, they just nailed it. It's so good. I had it on tap, too, and it was amazing, uh, and it translated to the can super well. It's a it's an IPA for people that might not be into IPAs or they're kind of on the outside edge and they want to like dip their toe into it. This is a dangerous one for sure. This is very smooth. Uh, it you know it it definitely finishes with the, the uh, you know piney hoppy flavor that you would expect from a double IPA, but the front of it is is just pure like a fruit juice bomb yeah it's like ooh, grapefruit juice oh shit ipa hell yes <laughs> yeah uh and and just kind of almost like light and airy too to the mm-hmm. to the taste in the very beginning it just doesn't really uh the the flavor just kind of feels like effervescent when you take yep. the, take the sip of it and it just kind of uh, it's a nice hazy ipa when you pour yeah. it like it's uh 
it's just really good. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, it's a great and one. And to be honest, like the juice IPAs and stuff, I've never thought I'd be like, oh, that's my jam. I've had some here and there through the podcast, and they're good. And then I had this, and I was like, oh. It's like a super booze uh, IPA Orange Julius. I love this. I want this all yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, it's like a, like a, a that we're, I'm looking at a beer advocate review that calls it an orange Julius for adults. Yep. And that's not too far off. That's no, no. And it's, but it's not, it's not super sweet. It's not over the top. Um, they just, they nailed it. Like modern times I liked, and then I had it down there at their like tap or at a tap room. And I was like, oh, they, they get it. They get it. And, and we got it all good. And we got a couple of these in uh, 16 ounce pint cans. Which, so. uh, if you listen to the podcast, you know, uh, nice big cans uh, is a way to our hearts. Yeah, for sure. We, uh, Joe and I are both uh, massive fans of large cans. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's easy, easy way. Just just bring us beer in in tall cans. No, they they uh, they did work. They did work. It's super good. They make variations. Um, I think I had one called Dinosaur Worlds, which was super bomb. They they know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. What, do you want to move on to the disc, or do you want to got anything else to add on this one? Let me move to the disc. All right. So the uh, Latitude sixty four Explorer, which is the new uh, fairway driver by Latitude sixty four, um, their attempt at uh, my guess would be a T bird. It, yeah, um, because that's essentially what this disc is to me. Um, it it's it's got the stability of a of a T bird, a, a little bit of turn if you hit it pretty hard. But for the most part, this was fairly stable. Um, I, not very often that I got uh, you know without really putting a lot of power behind it anything but a uh, flat uh, flat straight flight that finished with a, a little bit of fade. Um, yeah, and, and in some cases more fade than I expected. Exactly, I was gonna say it's like uh, I haven't thrown the newer ones, but the first uh, iteration of the Naibo T Bird. Yeah, with like more fade. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, like, it was definitely much beefier than I expected. That would be the only number I would argue with on there is the is the fade number at at two. I'd say you could you could. It you know at least bump that up to two and a half, um, depending on right. the, the power of the the thrower. Um, it, you know, to me that two fade that's if you're really gunning it out there. You know, past three hundred fifty feet. Um, if if you're throwing it sub three hundred fifty feet, it's it's gonna get a good amount of fade on it. Grant, this is the first run, and I know we had like with the Blister Pro, the SE versus the first run. Had big difference. Like the first run was much beefier than the SE, and I don't know if it's the same here. And maybe the first yeah, run will end up being beefier than kind of the standard run. I don't know. But the we one should we have. mentioned this one is an opto plastic. Yeah. So we have a, a first run opto that's just pretty darn beef. And I think it's max weight or real and close to it. And it's very stiff, too. Like mm-hmm. th- this is, you know, we they've had that. Uh, the Lucid X plastic that came out with dynamic discs, and I feel like this is, you know, in terms of opto plastic, which is great plastic that we love. This is very firm. So right, and I think if I was, um, 
still in my T-Bird days, it'd be a little different, but uh, I I definitely was not expecting the beef that this had. Um, Neither was I. From the numbers, I was thinking that we were going to get, you know, something that might turn a little bit. Um, yeah, I thought I was like, a- I was like seven speed zero turn. Like, I could throw like four hundred. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do some work with this bad boy, and I ripped it hard, like full run up hard, and I wasn't getting turnover. Yeah, um, I think I got a nice flat flight. Yeah, and got nice, but but I still think it faded harder than that too. I do. Uh, I agree. It, it definitely went hooked up. It was like, yeah, I'm good, and hooked up and went yeah. left. Um, gr- great disc. I mean, obviously we love, and by obviously I mean if you've listened, love Opto plastic. Opto yeah. is one of my favorite plastics there are. Opto slash Lucid slash VIP. Um, I'm into the plastic. It's a nice mold. Um, the rim size still is good for me. Like it's not yeah. a super duper small rim. Um, it's a nice size rim. It's cool. It's cool. It's just uh, you know. This is the Latitude sixty four T bird. Yeah. I mean, there's yep. there's no other way to to put it really. Um, it was. I think for me, I wanted it to be less stable than it was, but I think it's one of those discs that will beat into that. Right. Um, and and because there are a lot of brand new T birds I've thrown that behave exactly like this. Um, and, and if that was their goal and that's what they wanted, I think it was, uh, they nailed it. I mean, this is, this is, uh, going to probably be a pretty popular fairway driver. Oh, it already is. So, uh, I mean, just the fact that fresh out of the box, you can get something that's very stable and can handle some headwind and then you in theory beat it in or, you know, throw a slightly lighter weight one, um, and, and get a little bit straighter flight with less fade. Um, it, this has a lot of potential. Yeah, no, I'm not blown away that a lot of the Trilogy Pros are like, yep, it's my bag, I'm throwing it. Yeah. For the same reason that lots of Innova <laughs> Pros throw T-Birds. No, it, it is a pro-level fairway driver. Yep, yep. So, I mean, the one thing, a lot of the pros, they, they throw, you know, not a lot of them, all of the pros throw farther than we do. Yes. And so when when you're dealing with fairway drivers, some of the more flippy discs that we use to to bite off some distance with our bad form, uh, they need something that can can handle the the speed that they put on a disc. And and this Explorer, I think, is pretty much exactly that. With that said, if you have an Explorer and you're like, oh, it turns over right away. And you max out at like 325, 350. You're probably Anheuser. Yeah, check out your form. Or you got some off-axis torque. Yep, going on. Because um, I mean, every time that that I if if I didn't throw it perfectly flat, um, it was going to start to Heiser pretty quick. Oh yeah. Um, and and even with a with an Anheuser angle on it, it's still flexed out. So, um, it it's a it's plenty stable to start. At yeah. Least this no, first it's a one. nice, but it's a nice clean, clean, clean disc. Yeah, totally. I. I, I mean, I, I really liked it. It uh, Again, to me, it was more stable than I wanted it to be, but I think that was a personal thing. Like, I had it in my mind that it was something different than it was. Right. Well, also, the T-Bird that I threw for the longest time, um, I beat in, like, miraculously yeah. and could flip that star it T-Bird. to straight. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It was just beefier than I thought it would be, which doesn't mean it's a fault. No, not at all. And I think 
that like you know we talked about the FD two and stuff like that earlier in the show, and and this you know is a slightly slower version, hopefully of of that sort of disc. So um, I think for a lot of people that are looking for a nice, dependable, stable fairway driver in the trilogy line. Uh, this you need to check this one out. Oh yeah, if if you throw a trilogy, you need this disc. Yeah, so um, you know a lot of crossover with with uh, certain types of FDs, uh, you know, and uh, and T birds and discs of that nature, but definitely a nice kind of uh, stable fairway that you can really power up and and still get you know get a nice straight flight and a good finish. So word, yeah. All right, All right. Uh, you ready to to give a rating on on these ones? Where what do you where do you stand on the beer? Um, I want to only have this beer with me on the course for like three months. I would like this to be in an IV, um, just like constantly. It is so good. Like I I yeah, I will drink it uh, here and there. Mm-hmm. I'll drink it on a deer. Um, yeah, I want it anywhere. I I agree. This is great. It's it's a it, the normally a little bit higher alcohol percentage than I would like for not a, round, by a lot though. But but I'll I'll get over it. You know I'll I'll sac- totally worth it. I'll sacrifice my uh, my bad. You know and frankly I was gonna putt badly regardless. So right. I just I'll I'll drink the heavier beer and when I miss and my then you putts, have a, and then you have a good excuse. I'll have a good excuse. So um, as far as the disc, um, I will throw a. Uh, Second round FD or or probably a Thunderbird, possibly. For what I want. Yeah, um, yeah. I I would agree. For me personally, I I would throw a second round FD over this. Now, yeah. granted, that's a a massive difference for most people listening to this because second round FDs are hard to find and expensive. Yeah. Um. So certainly not a choice for for everyone. But that's the reason why I wouldn't put this in my bag. Yeah. No. Totally. It's a great disc. Um. I. I actually like the feel in my hand of the second run FD better than the Explorer 2. Just the flat top. Yeah, just the flat top. Um, and this has like a, a Which is not, little it's, bit it's of It's kind of like, you know, and we, we're we saying this and I feel like we're coming. Like, it's probably flashing just on this one. Yeah, could be. But I don't want to come off sounding like an, like an a-hole being like, oh, well, I would prefer my second run. It's like it's like saying that you would prefer a, a BMW over a uh, an Accord type thing. Like when you're talking about like the cost of the disc, and and what it is, so you know, I would more say it's in the sense that um, I've put in a lot of time with my FD, yeah. and I know it, and I'm totally confident it would be like I would rather have my uh, 2003 WRX than your 2003. Uh, what is your Subaru that you used to have? Oh, the, just the Impreza. The Impreza. Just because I know it better, I know the clutch better, like, yeah. I'm just more confident and comfortable with it. That's yep. really what it comes yeah. down to. Not that the flight is incredibly different, which is a little bit. A little bit. There's more glide in my mind with the FD, and that could 100% be preference and just my um, history with it. Yeah. But I think but it's a great disc. Yeah. And, and I, it fades a little bit harder. And that's the thing too with the, the FD is that second run FD is just as stable in the sense that it's like not going to turn over, but it doesn't fade as hard. And that keeps, and that's why I would choose it. Yeah. More too. Yeah. 
I agree with all that. Totally. And uh, yeah, obviously we love the beer. Disc not making into our bags, um, but still still a great addition to Latitude's disc, line. Disc not making it to our bags, but we're not going to give it away. <laughs> I was uh, wondering. That's where I was going to get to next. Uh, who knows? It's a it's a pretty first run that that does work. Um, I would not be blown away. It's one of those discs. We have a lot of the discs on our wall that we're like, I should check this out again. And six months later, we're like, oh, I need that. I need that yep. in my life. And I, and this yep. is a disc that I would not be blown away if in six months um, we hadn't a stack while we were reviewing some other disc and we threw it even more and went, oh, oh. Oh, that's the jam. Yeah, okay. why am I why am yeah. I not using that? Yeah, so uh, we're holding on to it. Not throwing it right now, but it doesn't mean it, it won't uh, find the rotation. Yeah. All right, so uh, what's your rating, Joe? So it's two out of four. Um, Is this... Uh, can, I, can I take a stab at it? Oh, please. All right, so to me, this is two rounds at the best disc golf course in the world. And then finishing up on a ball golf course, boom! That's one hundred percent it. <laughs> it's like, not bad. Where you should wrap up, like it's not in, bad. In, it's in, a good in, course, and the course that brought you there. You know, dance with the one who brought you. Yeah, but then you don't. It's not a bad thing. It's a it's a cool course. Just, just I I think it could be better. Like I almost feel like they should start on the ball golf course. That's yeah. Why not? and do the two final rounds? Well, we we heard from the pros, you know, with like the GBO and stuff like that. They would rather play the same course three rounds in a row. So, well, of just course from a, they would. From a practice, of standpoint course they would. And, and but I think that's pros. where the competition comes is like having to. Yeah. So, like they would probably rather play the golf course three days in a row or day law three days in a row. And I would guess most pros would tell you they'd rather play Dela just because of the prestige. So it's it's just an amazing course. Yeah. So I like that. Do. All right. That's all we got for you on this episode of the Disc Golf Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you tune back in next week. Uh, please check out our website, throwstuffatstuff.com. We've got a list of all of our deer reviews up there. We've got some discs, Disc Golf Podcast discs, up on our website that you can purchase. Also, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. We do, every week, we do a pre-show, which is a completely uncensored, uh, crazy tangent podcast that we do. And uh, Sometimes if, we don't even talk about disc golf. <laughs> you can subscribe to that if you, if you like our show. It's like getting a whole extra disc golf podcast every single week. So uh, check out patreon.com slash podcast. And uh, in the meantime, we hope you enjoy the Masters Cup this weekend and get out there and throw stuff at stuff.